Well, welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Cale Boer. I'm the teaching pastor here at the Delaware campus. And uh, we are in our series right now we're calling New. We're working our way through the book of Revelation. And we're in Revelation 2 today, uh, looking at the verses uh, 18 through 29. I'm going to summarize some of this to you. Jesus speaks to the church uh, at a place called Thyatira. And uh, he says this in verse 19. He says, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patient endurance, and that your latter works exceed the first. So a lot to commend here at this church, love and faith and service. Um, the issue with the church is that they've let some false teaching in. Um, Jesus calls, he says that you tolerate, I have this against you, you tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols. And Jesus goes on. So it, it seems that there's a, someone there who is teaching uh, that you can, you can participate in sexual immorality and eat food sacrificed to idols. And the reason those things are, are important. So in Thyatira, there were these trade societies or, or trade guilds. And so let's say you were a blacksmith, for example. You would be a part of that trade guild. And being a part of that trade guild, that club, was really important for your networking business, right? Uh, social interactions and relationships. It was really important to be a part of that trade guild. And those trade guilds usually had a patron deity, a god or a goddess, and they would have these big feasts to that god or goddess. And the meat that was eaten at that feast, they would say, this is given in honor, right, in worship to this god or goddess. And also those feasts usually included some form of sexual immorality. Uh, and, and so... Christians were put in a difficult position where if you were a Christian blacksmith, for example, and you wanted to be a part of that trade guild, the question was coming up, man, I don't, I don't think I can go to this feast where the food is being sacrificed to the idol. We're saying that this god or this goddess is worthy of this and then engaging in this sexual immorality. Uh, and there was someone in the church teaching, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, and others who were uh, joining along with that teaching saying, yeah, no, no problem, you can go do those things. And Jesus says, uh, no. And he goes on to say uh, that he's going to throw that person onto a sickbed. Uh, he says, those who commit adultery with her, I will throw into great tribulation unless they repent of her works. So I want to talk about a few things just briefly. One, is it unloving, right? It kind of sounds unloving that Jesus is speaking so harshly in some ways about this, so straightforwardly about, you need to stop this. Um, and here's what I would say to that. One, no, it's Jesus saying it, so no, it's not unloving. Um, but think about with your own family. If you have kids or you have folks that you love, um, but parents, think about if somebody comes into your family and they begin uh, teaching, or maybe it's on social media, right? And your kids are listening to somebody or something, and somebody's teaching your children um, things that are intentionally uh, deceptive, not true, and, and your kids begin to listen to that, and they go down that route, they start embracing those ideas, and you see, man, this is going to be really destructive for them. My guess is you don't sit back and say, yeah, but I don't want to be unloving, right? To confront that person or to confront that teaching, I, that would be kind of unloving. No, we, because we love our kids, we say, I'm going to confront this uh, and, and put a stop to this because this is dangerous and it's hurtful. Bad teaching, bad ideas are dangerous and they're hurtful. They're not, they're not neutral. And so Jesus comes and says, hey, my desire is that you repent, 
my desire is that you turn from this and, and be healed. Um, but he says, I'm not going to just sit idly by uh, while this happens. Um, then he, he goes on to say to the rest of the church who is not holding to that teaching, he says, man, you guys stay strong, hold fast what you have until I come. And he goes on to give them these promises that the one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron as when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as myself as I myself have received authority from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So Jesus gives the, the folks who are standing strong in the midst of that cultural pressure to compromise. He, just these incredible promises. And just a few things on that. One, living the Christian life in any society in any time, place, or culture, there are going to be moments where it's tempting to compromise, where the culture around you puts a lot of pressure on you to compromise your faith in order to sort of go along with the flow. And it's, is it always black and white? Is it always easy to discern when those moments are? No, it requires discernment. I would encourage you, know your Bible, know the Word, uh, so that you can test what you're being here, uh, what you're hearing, uh, what you're seeing. Uh, test that against the Word. Ask for wisdom and discernment from the Lord through His Holy Spirit uh, to give you wisdom in those moments to discern, Lord. Okay, is this one of those times where yes, I can do that, or no, I have to stand against that? It requires discernment and wisdom. It also requires uh, courage, courage of conviction to stand up against that. And that's where I think. These promises from Jesus, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and knowing, hey, the suffering, uh, that contempt from culture at times, being uh, ostracized, maybe even losing economically or relationally uh, because of our faith, um, while that hurts, I'm minimizing that, we're not going to minimize that, it hurts. Um, but it's nothing compared to what we have and what we will have in Christ. We keep our eyes on these incredible promises that one day we will rule and reign with Jesus himself. So the suffering, uh, the loss is temporary. Eternity with Christ and that joy is forever. Let me pray for you and then I want to encourage you to take some time to pray for yourself. Father, will you make us a discerning people? God, who test the things that we hear uh, the ideas that we interact with, test them against your word, Father. Not just go along with whatever the latest, most popular uh, sort of fad or teaching is, but we test it against the timeless uh, nature of your word. Father, give us wisdom, and also, Father, make us a people of courage, courage of conviction, uh, who have our eyes fixed on Jesus and eternity with you. Lord, we love you. I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Take some time now uh, to pray for yourself.